What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I'm Will Kane. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Greg Jarrett. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. I'm Grinnell Scott. The war between Israel and Hamas rages into its fifth month with no end in sight and no let-up in the deadly exchanges that have marked the region. The exchanges with Hezbollah and Israel uh, could be described as skirmishes to this point. When you see something like today, when uh, civilians do get killed, uh, it really threatens uh, for this to spread into a wider conflict. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Since October 7th of last year, Israel has been locked in conflict with Hamas. The rocket fire and ground assaults have led to thousands of lives lost, the majority of them civilian, on both the Israeli and Palestinian sides. The world's effort, and that includes the United States, which has hostages being held by Hamas, is focused on, if not ending the conflict, then at least trying to broker a ceasefire of some sort to get hostages out, and if that's not possible, to get humanitarian supplies to those being held and civilians in need. But that has to start with a break in the crossfire. And as of midweek, there is no sign of that. Well, this is the same back and forth that's been happening with uh, with Hezbollah and the Israeli Defense Force on the uh, on the northern border, the border with Lebanon. Mike Tobin is a Fox News correspondent reporting from the war zone in Tel Aviv. And the uh, Secretary General of Hezbollah, Hassan Nasrallah, just said the other day that this stuff is going to continue. Uh, Hezbollah will continue to fire rockets into Israel as long as the offensive continues in the Gaza Strip. Um, So you've seen a lot of this rocket fire. They got a little deeper into Israel than they have been in the past, and it resulted in casualties, some eight injured and one person who was killed. Uh, So that does change the dynamic as opposed to just firing rockets into into villages that are now uh, vacated. So Israel um, is striking back. Uh, They're currently hitting at targets in southern Lebanon. Uh, Reports from southern Lebanon earlier were saying that four people were killed. Israel says that they're hitting uh, only at military targets inside of southern Lebanon. And when you say military targets, it gets so complicated because you get these uh, uh, Iran-backed paramilitary or proxy organizations. But they said they're hitting their, uh, uh, their infrastructure and their command and control. And therein lies uh, a lot of the concern that uh, the United States has had because all of this firing and the, I'll say indiscriminate, it may not be the best word to describe it, but uh, all this firing endangers civilians and and many others there. And that that is one of the big concerns that the U.S. has. And I think the concern is that it could spill over into a wider conflict. Well, the... Um 
the exchanges with Hamas, or pardon me, with Hezbollah and Israel uh, could be described as skirmishes to this point. When you see something like today, when uh, civilians do get killed, uh, it really threatens uh, for this to spread into a wider conflict. Israel's war is uh, really just with Hamas right now. It gets more complicated, of course, because Hamas is backed by Iran. But uh, Israel's war is strictly with Hamas in the Gaza Strip. And you have this defensive, if you will, operation uh, with all the menacing in the north. But if it is really since October 7th, I think everyone has been concerned about this opening up into a war on two fronts. And it's always just kind of right on the razor's edge uh, of spilling over into that kind of conflict. As we talk, uh, we hear the Israel Defense Forces are, are talking about moving into Rafah. And uh, the, th- the thing that stands out over the last several days is what uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said on uh, one of the Sunday shows uh, in talking about uh, going into Rafah, saying that uh, anybody who thinks that Israel should not go into Rafah is telling Israel to lose the war. And that in a nutshell, describes sort of where uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu is. Rafa is a target they're going into, even though it is that last safe haven for many Palestinians that are out there trying to run from all the bombs that are dropping on them. Well, the, all the objectives haven't been met. The hostages aren't home and you still have high-value targets like Yahya Sinwar, uh, who are uh, apparently still in the Gaza Strip. Uh, the IDF today released a video recorded October 10th, but they say it shows Yahya Sinwar in the uh, tunnels underneath Khan Yunus. Now, that's a town where the Israeli forces are already in and active, uh, but it could uh, possibly pro- have provided him an escape into Rafah. Uh, Rafah normally has about two, 300,000 people in there. There's about a million and a half people in there at the moment uh, living in makeshift tents made out of tarps. Uh, they're scrambling to eat however they can. I've heard reports that they've gone as far as to dig up tree roots so they can make fires to cook the basic necessities of a meal. Um, so the, the difficulty you're going to have when you go into Rafah is you've got all these civilians. Uh, and they're talking about, uh, well, Netanyahu uh, uh, gave his commanders orders to come up with a plan to get the civilians out of there while still getting Hamas. But when you think about it, that is just such a complex task. And I can't imagine a way you can do that without putting your soldiers at tremendous risk because they're going to have to screen all of the refugees uh, coming north again. All the people who went south are going to have to come north again. And you're going to have to screen them to make sure that you don't have your Hamas high-value targets or other Hamas targets in their ranks. Now, how do you do that without putting soldiers on the ground, interacting with the Palestinians one-on-one? And then when you do that, well, they can strike at the, at the soldiers. We've seen here with the uh, uh, suicide bombings in uh, Jerusalem and uh, right here in Tel Aviv at the old Mike's place. They went and stood in line and blew up there. They blew up in the security line. So uh, everyone becomes vulnerable when you when you uh, start into that dynamic. So whatever this plan that they're going to come up with to uh, get the, uh, the civilians out of Rafa and, and target only the fighters in Rafa, it's going to be very difficult. And as we have seen uh, quite sadly throughout this whole offensive in the Gaza Strip, uh, civilians are paying the price uh, very dearly in the tens of thousands. We're talking with Fox News correspondent Mike Tobin. We'll have more of our conversation in just a moment. 
so many nuances uh, to this uh, that's gone more than four months into its fifth month now. Uh, I want to get back to something you talked about earlier, and you talked about the tunnels. You've gotten a look at these tunnels, haven't you? Well, a little north of Gaza City, we uh, were taken to uh, uh, the Shati refugee camp. And in the Shati refugee camp is the uh, U.N. headquarters. There was also a U.N. uh, kindergarten and a school. And uh, the IDF showed us the diagram of how these tunnels stretched underneath the kindergarten and the school. And uh, one of the things they did is uh, the lieutenant colonel there pulled off the uh, Velcro press identifier that I wear on my body armor. And he threw it down a hole where we were standing at the U.N. headquarters. And the reason he did that is because when we went around and we did uh, about a half mile trek uh, up the tunnel, uh, we found my press identifier uh, right where the central hub of operations of this tunnel was. And the reason he did that is to show that the the central operations uh, of this tunnel uh, that they said was being used as an intelligence hub uh, was right there under the U.N. headquarters. They also took us to a uh, two rooms inside the U.N. headquarters where you could see substantial wiring, <clears throat> some of it uh, purely electrical wiring, and some uh, that was in one room, and in another room, extensive computer wiring. And it all went straight down into the ground. Very obviously, it went straight down into the ground. And when we got down to that room underneath the computer wiring, well, there were rows and rows of servers. Now, the Israeli Defense Force, I don't think they've been through all of the hard drives in those servers uh, to this point, uh, but they say that that was uh, where Hamas was operating their intelligence hub. Um, but the, the point that they're trying to get at is there's no way they had that operation with all the wiring that went through uh, at least two rooms in the U.N. headquarters. There's no way that all that construction took place. There's no way that all that dirt was moved out of those tunnels uh, to make those tunnels. And the people uh, working with UNRWA, uh, I should say UNRWA instead of the U.N. headquarters, uh, the people working with UNRWA would not have been aware that Hamas was operating beneath them. Now, the UNRWA itself has, has issued a denial and said they don't have the ability to conduct military inspections of what was happening underneath. Uh, but the point I think that the IDF was trying to show us is it was all rather obvious. And um, at best, the uh, UNRWA employees there were turning a blind eye to what Hamas was doing underneath them. That is definitely fascinating. Thank you for sharing all that. I, I do want to get, before we wrap up here, because I know you got a lot going on, a lot of reporting that you have to do about negotiations. That is an ongoing process, and uh, the U.S. is definitely involved in that. Uh, and where do we stand with that? Because uh, I understand in the stories that we are following from this end that uh, one of the latest ceasefire proposals is something that uh, uh, Israel has really not been a fan of. No, Israel's not a fan, particularly by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and it really seems like it, uh, it hit the brakes one more time. If you go back through this process, um, uh, some foreign nations, the U.S. included, uh, came up with a proposal for a ceasefire with a hostage exchange. Um, they gave it to Hamas. Hamas responded. And one of the things that Hamas included uh, is that it requires an entire Israeli withdrawal of forces from the Gaza Strip. That's unacceptable to Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu. He refused that uh, as soon as he got it. And uh, his negotiators were back in Cairo um, with uh, the heads of Mossad and the heads of Shin Bet, David Barnea and Ronan Barr. 
and uh, also with William Burns, the U.S. head of the CIA. And uh, the directive from Netanyahu, as we're hearing from uh, uh, from the uh, Israeli media now, is uh, that the negotiators just aren't supposed to go back to the table until Hamas is ready to drop this demand of a withdrawal of Israeli forces from the Gaza Strip. So you ask, where do negotiations stand right now? The negotiations are uh, uh, are locked up. They're not moving at all. Well, we are yet to see anything close to an end to this. We are still watching it. You are there on the ground, and I'm sure we will get a lot of reporting from you as to how this will play out as this plays out. Mike Tobin is a Fox News correspondent. He is on the ground in Tel Aviv. Mike, great reporting. Be safe. And thanks for joining us for the Fox News Rundown. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.